Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester, joined by John John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? I am doing great. It's a, a pretty good night overall. Uh, I know we'll get into the show and talk about how you know that was, but hey, you really can't complain. Like we always say, you got to enjoy the wrestling. Well, we certainly try to, uh, but uh, yeah, sometimes. Easier said than done, John. Easier said than done. But before we get into it all, I just want to remind you all this show, like everything we do here at Drawzone, it's available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Sleep like and subscribe. So right off the bat, DJ Cassie is saying Raw was like a complete night of chaos. Names various segments, Monsor, Mustafa, Charlotte, Becky, all of it. The entire night was out of control, and it was. Um, and I guess your mileage will vary with that, but uh, it was definitely a night of chaos. Um, for me, I mean, we're, we're doing the Raw show, but I couldn't help but think all this chaos and all this failure to coexist. I thought, man, someone who could thrive in this would be Joe Gacy, the, the guy on NXT who's all about conflict resolution and trying to be peaceful and trying to help everybody get along. I, I could just see that. Like, I I don't know. There's something compelling about that where it's just... Because the, the theme of the night was this chaos, was this just sheer insanity. Uh, and there was one match especially where uh, Austin Theory had a match. Like This wasn't even one of the more noteworthy things. But uh, he had a match with Jeff Hardy and middle of the match, the 24-7 title chase you know interrupted everything and i thought oh it'd be interesting if he lost the match because of that because he got distracted he doesn't he doesn't understand the rules of raw he doesn't understand these things happen all the time he comes from the more the more sane nxt but he won the match anyway but i thought that was that would have been something just kind of to really kind of uh, acknowledge how crazy it all is but um as we said you know some some uh yeah, I guess I guess the best way to put it is that your your mileage will vary. Hermit Carr saying Raw was good. Looking forward to meeting his favorite AJ Styles next Monday in Sacramento. I hope you enjoy that. Um, you know that's very very cool. Always good to see your favorites in action there. Um, but as, as again, DJ pointing out that Raw was chaotic. Uh, Bit Mulligan you know, jumped the end of giving us a seven for the show to kind of uh, get us started here. But what we do know, I guess, might as well start. This was the season premiere of Monday Night Raw. Uh, draft or no draft, or lack of draft taking effect, or no draft taking effect. Uh, this was the season premiere, so it was supposedly kind of a, a not a fresh start, but you know. N- they, they tried to kind of market it like that. And so we do know the, the King of the Ring tournament and the Queen's Crown tournament uh, continued here. They kicked off on SmackDown second night here. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot to get into there. Nesker saying Raw was interesting. It was interesting. Um, don't know if that was for the right reasons. But uh, I guess, well, John, let's let's just get right into it here. DJ Castillo saying the worst part of Raw is that we will not get Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Now, both guys were in action in King of the Ring matches. And ladies and gentlemen, John Clark turned heel tonight because he tweeted before the Xavier Woods match, let's have Ricochet defeat Xavier Woods. Just as I think you you said something like to stop all the Xavier Woods BS. And I looked mm-hmm. at that and I was like, John Clark, heel turn. My gosh. Because we talked about it last week. I was not caught off guard because we had talked about it last week on the show and john said oh you know give it somebody else xavier doesn't need it blah 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 and i understood that and i like i kind of commend it and, and respect that 
but and DJ saying, how dare you, John? I mean, John, it does feel like that's that uh, that stance is in in the minority here. It's like a lot of people want to see Xavier Woods win. He's been cutting all these promos, doing all these interviews, uh, just saying how he and he had one uh, online exclusive interview where he was talking about. Uh, how he literally became a wrestler to win this tournament. Like it is, it is his, not even his bread and butter. It is, it is his life's goal. Kofi Kingston has said this man wants to win the tournament more than a world title. Like this is his thing. And John Clark's over here talking about, oh, let's have records love and let's have Ricochet one. DJ saying, what's your power of positivity, John? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why people so desperately want to see allies fight each other uh why like why do we want to see kofi and xavier fight why do we want to see them argue uh and, and then going off of that of course of course ricochet doesn't win but but gender comes through with the win and my boy steven chambers in the comments says gender beats xavier next week and then we get gender versus finn balor in the finals a very rightful finals, and, and then we go from there. And I could see either of them winning. If Xavier Woods wins, it is pointless. He wants to win. He wants to win because it's his dream. It's his gimmick. It's his thing. But he's a tag wrestler. If he's King Xavier, then what? Is he still a tag team with Kofi? And who cares if he's the king? Or does he? Does Kofi turn on Xavier because he was eliminated out of jealousy? But like okay if xavier wins it's not the end of the world for me if they do something with it if they just have him win because he's been acting as a politician for the last two years to to basically make it come true oh. as the fans did when daniel bryan was a big thing because the fans just never stopped until it happened this is like how Xavier's been. Like, remember when they, they're rebooting G4, the, the, the video game channel? And for the past two years, all he said is, like, I'm going to have my own show on G4. I'm going to have my own show on G4. And what do you know? G4 launches, and he's getting his own show. King of the Ring. They're going to do, you know, King of the Ring, King of the Ring, King of the Ring. And then he thinks he's going to win. He, he, and Nesha says, I need to quit being booty. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't see why he needs to win. Either Finn or Jinder, or hell, even Sammy would be, they could do something with it. Uh, now, I don't think Sammy's winning because I do think he probably is going to leave the company when his contract is up. Well, there's that. He He's not going to go to Saudi Arabia for the finals. He never does. Is that like, where the finals officially are? I, I, I am, know that. I am I like know. 90% yeah. sure. So, yeah. So, uh, and, and, and Jinder would make sense with Finn in the finals. I mean, it just would make sense. Uh, Xavier, I'm not saying it would make sense. I'm just saying he doesn't need to win. He doesn't need to win. Just because he wants to win doesn't mean he needs to win. It's not going to benefit anybody if he wins. All right. Well, I will say. But go ahead. You, give, your take. give your take. You said you said that he is a tag team wrestler. That has been true. It is true right now. It does not need to continue to be true. He can. He could use a King of the Ring tournament win. Now, ideally, ideally, in the past, you have a nice long tournament. You have three, four, maybe even five matches and really draw it out and go on this great run. Uh, I, I don't remember how long the one in 2019 was. I remember being like fairly sizable. Chad Gable had a great run and he really kind of broke out. That, that didn't go anywhere. But in the moment, I was like, hey, you know, he can wrestle. He's doing his thing. And uh, when they announced the tournament actually was happening, I think a lot of people wanted that, that kind of thing for Xavier Woods. Nice, nice, good run. 
you know, four matches or so. We really can't do that, uh, but definitely a more condensed version this time. Even still, there's still a potential where he beat uh, Ricochet at night. Good match. We got one comment saying it was match of the night. And next week, now we know he'll be facing gender. I think that'll be a good match. Uh, and then whoever wins on the SmackDown side, we know that it was Finn Balor, Sami Zayn. So presumably Finn Balor will win that one. Um, so... You know, I don't know. And, and, I, and I'm not saying Finn needs it because I don't think Finn needs it either. I just think Finn would use it more than Xavier would. Honestly, at this point, the most realistic winner to me feels like it's going to be Jinder Mahal. Uh, I mean, it, it just it fit. when Seeing him on the throne tonight, surrounded by these two big, meaty men that look like they would pass off as people that are guarding the king. Right. right it just right. makes sense. I can see that. All right, and um, if if Xavier doesn't win, will I be surprised? No. Will I, will I be upset? Yes. But you meant you know, part of your your thoughts there were talking about you know how he's been talking about trying to will into existence. John, sometimes you got to will stuff into existence. Things don't just happen. You got to you know put it out there. You got to. Yeah. Kind of- well, I, I I tried that with CM Punk for seven years. <laughs> hey, he came back, just not me. Yeah, but Some- he didn't really come back. Oh. He didn't come home. He didn't come home. All right. Well, we can talk I'm about that. I'm just saying, if you always see things <laughs> into existence, it doesn't always happen. I get you're saying it might increase your odds, but um, wh- wh- while we're at it, we might as well say, you know, out of the four men that we have left, uh, I-, I guess Xavier is who you want to win. But who do you think will win? That's hard because I my mindset at this point, I'm I'm like this weird combination of optimistic and cynical. So I'm like, all right, they might see how many, many people, not everybody, not everybody, many people want Xavier to win. Xavier has made it very, very clear on swim. The new day have been trying to do with their parts rally for him to like, kind of, you know, make that happen. Um, so I see that I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I feel like the negative, you know, backlash and alone would be kind of a, a, a factor in the, in that decision. Um, you mentioned Jinder Mahal. I could see that. I mean, that would make some sense. F- former WWE champion. Um, Jin- uh, Stephen Chambers saying it was cool to see Jinder come back uh, when he's had these injuries. I like that. Harmon saying that it would be cool to see Finn Bauer win or saying that he wants Finn Bauer to win. Um, and Sammy being the other choice, but again, I really don't think it'll be him because he, he, unless that he suddenly changed his mind, I don't think that's the case. I can think you could pretty much safely factor him out. So, gender, uh, Finn or uh, gender, Finn or uh, Zane, who am I thinking of? Gender, Finn or Xavier. Xavier, wow, sorry, folks. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, <laughs> but um, the three of them, I think anyone with anyone would be good options. Um, I'm biased because I'm 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 rooting for Xavier here. I think that, that that's the best play because John, we said I talked about it last week. They're not gonna do anything with it anyway. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I hate to say it, and I, I don't want that to be the case. But like I, it's hard to you know kind of root for them to do something with it. You, like they had one line during the Finn Balor match on on a Friday for SmackDown. It was like, oh, will the prince become the king? Like yeah, that's kind of cool. His name is the prince. You could do that. All right, and you mentioned now uh, tonight, gender having as kind of as royal guards there. I could see that they could do something with it. Whereas you know Xavier, they could do something with it. But the worst case scenario, it's one heck of a cool moment for him, for the new day, for the fans, or at least it would be. Who even knows? But talk about it all night. Want to move on to the Queen's Crown tournament because that has been 
quite the source of controversy, rightfully so. Neshkar is saying she's disappointed in the tournament so far. Um, yeah, Robert and I talked this a bit, talked this on the, on Friday on the SmackDown show. So I think uh, across the two uh, tournament matches on Friday, I think they got less than five matches, and it was the exact same tonight. I thought on paper. I knew Shayna and Dana Brooke would get like a minute tops. I think it got like 90 seconds because they did that last week. It was a squash match. Then I had no reason to think that that would be different this time around. Um, and then when they had the bracket with uh, Dewdrop and Natalia, I thought, okay, Natalia, could, they could actually give her, you know, five minutes in that match alone. At least then you have a, even a little progress from Friday. No, no, it, it was three minutes. Um, and that's not good. And I, I don't want to get into the weeds here. We, we could you know, get really negative and rant about it. We don't need to do that. I will say, as we talk about this all the time, Raw wastes so much time. Video packages, a couple, a minute here or there for stuff like The Miz on Dance with the Stars, the, the little uh, boy about John Cena to be on Saturday Night Live, all these things. They add up. Long, drawn-out entrances. They add up. Pointless backstage vignettes. They had... Um, John Morrison, like med- uh, uh, meditating, meditating, almost meditating, <laughs> meditating, and and Nikki Ash and Ray Ripley not understanding it. Okay, but that adds up. And if you're having a 90 second match, granted that match would have been short anyway. So then then the booking's the problem in itself. But do drop an Italia could have had five minutes. Seven, again, even just a little progress. But three minutes there as well. Um, and Ed is always pointing out the entire. Uh, the combined length at this point of the Queen's Crown tournament is shorter than the Undertaker's entrance here. Um, pretty much. And then Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I think he alone, between his entrance and video packets, much as I love Roman, I think that was pr- literally, pr- probably I would guess, like eight minutes. That's not good. Like, it's really not. So, uh, DJ Cassier is saying, what are they doing going back to like, you know, two minute matches, sometimes even shorter, we've seen. Uh, don't, don't they remember give Divas a chance? That is where we're going. Like this very, very um, passionate, let's say, you know, fan backlash again, rightfully so, because I think it's it is a big problem. Uh, our colleague Robert E. Fleece several times now on 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 the SmackDown show on Twitter has tweeted he feels like we're going back to the Divas era, or at the very least, backsliding in some way, shape, or form. This is not good, John. This is not good. I don't. It's problematic. Uh, yeah, um, I'm. I'm not just uh, trying to disagree with everything you say for the sake of argument. <laughs> however, however, um, I I don't understand why, like, these matches are are of course definitely short, but when people are arguing about this online, it's like they're trying to imply that these all need to be set or eight to ten minute bangers. And, and that's simply not always going to be the case, uh, you know. Of course, and, and I think Shane is an exception because she is a somebody that's going to get a lot of squash matches and squash wins, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I think when they're using it the right way, it makes sense. But there are some cases, like I get, especially with Liv Morgan losing, that uh, it just doesn't make sense. No, and it's also the pattern. I, I saw someone tweet tonight. I'm not taking it at like 100% face value. But if true, I think it was basically, you know, three weeks ago, the women's wrestling got maybe like five minutes out of all the wrestling on the show. Like this is this is not just the tournament. It's like the past couple of weeks. And now you have this tournament that comes along. People are very excited about it. They're thinking, okay, this could be a great chance to really showcase the women's vision. 
And now we're getting this again. I is already saying that the combined length of these matches here is roughly eight minutes across four matches. Like that's not a good look, but, um, and, and also I want to make a clear no ifs, ands or buts about it. Uh, I'd like to see Shayna's next matches the same. I think she should absolutely run through this like she did with the chamber. And this is kind of redemption for what they've done with her the past year and kind of a good refresh. Uh, so a little bit of foreshadowing there for me. It's it's clear who I think should win uh, this I, this SmackDown side. There's no, I mean essentially out of the final four, there's nobody I can even see having any chance other than other than Shayna. The, that's, that's how that's how bad it's been booked. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I think the fact the the time of the matches is one big thing, but the fact that Liv Morgan lost on Friday was like a, definitely a big point of frustration. Here's a, this this popular baby face who has not really gotten her shot. Uh, every time she kind of gets momentum for one reason or another, it's kind of taken away, and now she faces Carmella on Friday for the umpteenth time. Pretty clearly seems like an opportunity to have her win, go on in the tournament, even if she doesn't win. Like I said a minute ago, with Xavier Woods, give her a nice run in the tournament. As short as it is, it's something. Yeah, from Lewis to Carmella, now the semifinals in SmackDown are Carmella and Selena Vega, and both both are very talented. And I saw I was talking to Robert on on the SmackDown show. I could see Selena Vega being a great queen, but she's been booked horribly since she came back. Uh, granted, she beat Liv Morgan a couple weeks ago, but even then, that was her first win since she got released last year. Um, so that's problematic as well. I do agree. I like the idea of having Shayna have this nice dominant run. I have made it no secret. I want better for her. So I, I, I like that, you know, to have mm-hmm. her kind of really get reestablished again as this dominant force. I'm cool with that. Just give, well, I guess in that case, the other semifinal would be Carmella and Zena Vega. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I feel like we're kind of uh, at this point now where it's like that you can't really the winner it. of the the winner of the Shayna match is going to win the whole thing, really. Yeah, and and I think that's going to be Shayna, and I think that should be. We've gotten several comments saying people want Shayna to win. Um, uh, just several, actually. We had uh, Sean Ekoff saying it, Stephen Chambers saying it, several as well. Um, but boy, definitely kind of a miss here, where it's just like that's opportunity for this really cool tournament. Then because just like the King of the Ring, it, it was condensed. I think it was a field of. Eight, I, yeah, I think. eight, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Two, uh, so you know that's that's pretty darn small. So naturally agreeing that yeah, it's kind of weird to only do to only do that many. I mean, we've been talking about it for months now. The women's vision has kind of lost some depth, even with some XC call-ups. Um, that's that might be a factor as well. So that that, that there's something to say for that. But uh, overall, again, the big problem being that this tournament, like King of the Ring, in a way, supposedly and maybe should, you know what you would think should have. Elevated maybe some future stars, as the French Fernando saying, but instead now we're getting I mean Shane Baszler, I think again it could reestablish her. I think that there's a lot of value in that. Um but Camilla, she's been there. Zelina Vega, you know, again, I, I think there's something there, but she's booked been booked so terribly. Uh, and now Dewdrop, you know, I think she has like a chance, but not necessarily a, a good one. Um I don't know, man. And it's a bummer because like to me, at the very least these tournaments, like the matches matter supposedly like that there are at least some stakes like okay like they're fighting for something but now these tournaments being just kind of presented the way they are the, the yeah, she's like, already called a queen basically anyway so exactly yeah yeah shana's the queen of spades which is it's to me it's confusing because WWE can be kind of funny about having repetitive names where they, they change the, the actual names or they're, they're very careful about the nicknames they have the queen charlotte flair and they're now kind of acknowledging 
Uh, well, you know, you know, Triple H is the king of kings, and now Shane is going to be the queen of queens. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. So we 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 could be here all night. I don't want to hammer on too too much, but I will say again, agreeing with Nessa Curse, Shayna as the queen could be a good, uh, an interesting story. And I'm very much at this point, I'm very much ready for that. Uh, for King of the Ring, I'm rooting for Xavier. I like. I think that some of the, some of the other options are compelling. But obviously, by this time next week, we'll know uh, who will be in the finals. I th- yeah, because the final finals are on Friday and Monday, so we'll, we'll know one way or the other. Uh, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But the 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 confusion, the chaos, the the questions weren't just limited to the king, the tournament match here tonight. So we had a very exciting uh, tag team match announced for the show: Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, the two women's champions, booked to face. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and kind of like a crossover match obviously Becky and Bianca got drafted to Raw Sasha is, is already on SmackDown got drafted there and Charlotte uh, getting drafted to SmackDown despite being the Raw Women's Champion so lots of moving parts they weren't the only uh, crossovers so we'll talk about the other ones later but uh, you could pretty clearly see like alright we're going with more of the, uh, the can they coexist thing fine it's so tired and you know done and whatever but tonight they they tried doing something different, and I think it backfired really badly. They had this tag team match. They started brawling immediately, and like the match didn't even start. Sasha turned on Bianca, and it makes sense. They're rivals, sure. Uh, Becky and, and Charlotte were kind of fighting before the match started again. Like it makes sense, but they're they're brawling, and then Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville come out, and they're like. Oh, this was a match for you guys to prove you're the best on, on the roster. So you you can't coexist. No, get in the ring and coexist. Essentially, I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that was the idea. Uh, so then a commercial, they get in the ring, match starts. They actually do have a little bit of a match. I thought they weren't going to do the match. I thought they were just going to like do the bait, classic bait and switch. Like, oh, we're going to advertise Charlotte and Becky, and then just not have this match because that's what we're we've come to expect at this point. Um, and then, and then actually do all the match, so at least there's that. But then the match ends in a DQ. Bianca gets to the ring. They can't coexist after all, lo and behold. Uh, then a little more brawling, and Becky stands tall. Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> just, uh, I guess, like, we can talk about this, too. But the fact that we got this, and then they had already booked the, the main event of Big E and Drew McIntyre in another Can They Coexist match against the Usos twice in the Randomly. same night, John. <laughs> what? What 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 are we doing? Like, this is supposed to be the season premiere of Raw. It's supposed to be like supposedly kind of this kind of new season, this new day for Raw, and they are very much doing not only the same things, but in some ways like getting worse than the things they had been doing. It's like, oh, but as as, as Eddie's saying, the theme of the week was can they coexist? Nobody can coexist. And we'll talk about the main event in a minute. But what do you think about this? chaotic tag team match here with Nestor saying they should have done the fatal four way instead. I agree. And I thought that's what they were going to do when, uh, they, uh, came out to make an announcement there. Uh, I would like to see that, but at the same time, after thinking about it even more, I don't want to see them unify the titles. I think now they're in a good spot where they can refresh each show and have it their own little thing here. that was going to work just fine. Uh, you can have, uh, obviously interesting with uh, Becky, uh, the champion on one side, Charlotte likely the champion on the other with no real feud right now. But if she's going to be a baby face, Shayna would match up well there. Uh, but if she's going to be a heel, then Shayna wouldn't match up well. So no matter what they do, I think they're going to make it work. And I'd like to 
uh, have them involved in some capacity at the pay-per-view. Obviously, we already know about the other match. I don't think you need to add Charlotte in there at this point. No, no. Um, oh, man. I, I think there's some interesting options here where, you know, you mentioned Charlotte and Shayna. There's something there. And I, I, WWE logic here, as I mentioned a minute ago, you've got the Queen and the Queen of Spades, especially if Shayna does win Queen's Crown. That kind of sets itself up. John, you mentioned, I think, a week or two ago, with Shayna taking out some less uh, popular members of the women's division with uh, Nia Jax and Eve Marie. I think we might see some fans really sort of kind of rally behind her in a way because they, they would be so glad that we're getting this uh, cool Shayna Baszler back. That this, sure. uh, you know, I, 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 if I went to the shows, I would cheer. Like, you know, that's what I want to see. That's what I'm rooting for. Uh, and then Charlotte Flair with four. Um, she's very much becoming this character where it's like she's not a, a heel or face, she's a Charlotte, and you can kind of slaughter in wherever needed. Um, she's like a tweener, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I I think the best path forward at this point again, I don't want to see them just swap the belts the way they do with the tag titles, that's not lazy, and I don't, I don't like that. Um, at this one, yeah, you know. Well, I guess that actually might be what happens. I mean, we know that Sasha, Bianca, and Becky will fight for the, Smack the SmackDown Women's title. Again, Becky and Bianca are going to uh, Raw. Oh. So I guess Sasha could win, but then like if Charlotte wins, I'm, they might swap the titles anyway, and I don't love the idea, but it could be a chance to kind of, just kind of re re as you said, reset and kind of just, you know, you know, I ironically have like a season premiere once after Crown Jewel anyway. And again, that's kind of the, the problem with the draft here. Where it's like we're kind of in this weird limbo. We, I mentioned the Usos showing up tonight. So like people are showing up on brands, even though because the draft hasn't taken effect yet. And then we have Crown Jewel and the matches like they, they matter. But then you like you, you kind of feel like you know what's going to happen because of the, because of the draft changes. It's a very weird time. Uh, yeah. But with the, Usos, the, with the Usos showing up, it, it was cool because. Yeah, you know, right now you don't need to stick to the draft rules because there aren't the, the rosters haven't taken effect yet. So you have those show up at the beginning of the show, uh, interrupting Biggie and Drew McIntyre, as I said, sh setting up the can they coexist idea. Um, uh, our colleague Matt Blackhair also on tweeted basically that uh, they're going for like a, a mega power storyline over the course <laughs> over the course of like let's say two weeks here. Uh, where we had Biggie and Drew McIntyre tried to coexist last week. They beat the Dirty Dogs, uh, and then tonight. They said, all right, we're going to try and put our difference aside again. And they had this like handshake backstage and neither man would, would let go. And it was, a, it was very much like an, an 80s kind of thing. Um, but they, they, again, they, they settled this match with the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, as part of this kind of uh, looming showdown with, with Roman Reigns. Whoever the, the WWE Champion is after Crown Jewel will likely face Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. So yeah. my, my mind is on Biggie at this point. So kind of setting that up there. Uh, the Usos showed up, main event again. Can they coexist? And at first they did. At first, you know, Biggie and Drew McIntyre said yeah, there's there's even a backseat segment. Like, all right, you know, we got this title match coming up, but let's just like really actually try and coexist because we got to deal with Usos here, and then we'll go back to, uh, you know, having tension or whatever. Uh, and they kind of did, and then they have an inevitably, inevitably butted heads, and uh, Drew McIntyre dropped a Biggie with a Claymore. So there was that. Um, man. I don't know. Just <laughs> like 
I want to like the show. And every time, like, there are weeks where I'm like, oh, okay, it's actually good tonight. Like, I'm feeling pretty good. There was that, that great stretch. We had, like, Biggie and Bobby Lashley having WWE title matches. We had the New Day versus the Bloodline. Like, a month mm -hmm. ago, like, we had a solid, like, three-week stretch. I was like, oh, hey, this show's actually good. And then you get tonight, the supposed season premiere, where they're actually supposedly, you would think, like, trying to put on a good show. And you get... Can they coexist and all these other things? And it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. It was a cool, it was a good main event. I liked it. Um, but again, all, all these things put together, crown jewel, the draft, and the time, the timing of it all, just like ah, John. I want to like the show. I do. Uh, I do. But they make it hard sometimes. And that's, yeah, it's uh it can be hard. Uh, I can't really blame you there. Oh, again, it was it was a good it was a good main event. I like that. I'm not going to complain about that. It was a good match. They'd all the match is always good. You never have to worry. About, well, when they get time, but but you know you never have to worry about that. Um, one thing I, I did like, um, I was surprised that uh, Bobby Lashley actually like quoted Goldberg's promo from last week when Goldberg was out there saying he's going to kill Bobby Lashley. He said that again. So he has license to kill. And he's just gonna like you know, he's just gonna kill the guy, and he's gonna kill him with crown jewel. And Bobby Lashley referenced that, and he was basically like. This dude's crazy. I'm like, he's like, well, yeah, like this dude's gonna kill you. Um, so I actually thought that was kind of fun. Uh, and then he basically said, Goldberg's a rabid dog. I'm gonna put him down. You can't kill the, you can't beat the Almighty. You can't hurt the Almighty, and you definitely can't beat the Almighty. I definitely can't kill the Almighty. I thought that was a pretty good line there. Pretty good promo from Bobby Lashley, a guy that's actually a promo guy. Um, and it's just funny because, like, he he would uh, open with like uh, people asking him why he had chose um, a no holds barred match, and like, we all know why it's a no holds barred match, right? Like, nobody's uh, oblivious to that. But it will be a fun kind of you know brawl of a match with weapons and stuff. It's fine. Uh, again, it's just it's they've really loaded up Crown Jewel with these really good matches. On Friday, they they added the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins, and suddenly this is like very much a like goal, uh, a WrestleMania level card on a thursday afternoon it's a very weird thing um but again they're, they're, every match is like an, an asterisk or just some like kind of um concern about it or or something kind of undercutting it but on paper it's a very good card good promo from lashley uh and, and that's what the, that's what i'm actually looking forward to another one dj maybe not quite looking forward to it so much but uh he's saying what are they doing with that idiot riddle great card to get from almost so again Full circle here, talking about how much of all waste time. We had a match with Riddle and Omos, um, and this made some sense. We had Riddle saying, "Oh, you know, Randy Orton, I'm going to take your idea of trying to kind of dupe Omos and like set, repeat what they did uh, the other week by uh, drawing him out and having Randy RKO on." And then Randy's like, "You idiot! That was a one-time plan. I can't do that again." So they actually had a match with Omos, and that went as might expect. Omos just like kind of manhandled him and dominated him, but then AJ Styles said, "No, no, no." Let's take our time with it. Let's draw this out. So then we spent a couple minutes like replaying almost kicking riddle and just going through it and like drawing it out. And like I, I got what they're going for. But on a show, when you give one match 90 a woman's match 90 seconds, the other one three minutes, again, these things add up. So having that kind of in the back of my mind made it a little hard to get into. But uh, almost did have a nice karate kick there. Uh, this, was, this was helping set up the RK Bro Styles and almost match at Crown Jewel. What do you think of this, John? Of this kind of uh, progression with having uh, Riddle again reference that plan with Randy Orton and kind of that uh, I don't know, just threading that line of like you know week to week actually I don't know telling a story. I thought that was kind of nice. 
Um, and then having uh, AJ and almost again be real. I think this is the second time Riddle's lost in two weeks because he lost to Styles last week. So, uh, especially uh, we had that news come out today that they had considered splitting up AJ Styles and Omos, right. but. Uh, some of the raw creative team or whoever said that uh, Omos wasn't ready for singles action yet. They listened, they left them together, but it's funny to think about what it could have been. Uh, I, with that being said, I still don't think they win. Uh, I still think Orton and Riddle will uh, retain the titles. They'll keep this going for a while. They have a good thing going Uh, as far as who turns on who and when uh, who turns on who that will happen at some point. It will probably be Orton. It's always Orton. So oh, I Jordan. think that's that's further down the road than what we think it is, I think. Hey, he is a slithery snake. He'll definitely show his true colors at some point. You know, one disturbing visual I couldn't get out of my head was uh, Riddle saying that they need... Um, Spandex? Uh, speedos, even worse. Not just Spandex, oh, yeah. Speedos. Magic snakeskin Speedos. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the WWE Twitter account, I think it was the WWE Universe Twitter account, sorry, tweeted like, oh, we need this. I was like, oh no, we don't. Like, don't don't put that out there. We're talking about Xavier Woods putting out uh, his desire when he came in. Like, do not put that out there. You know they'll, they will, they'll um, actually make, make the merch and do it. Oh my gosh. But no, it, it's crazy to think that there's actually supposedly some strong consideration of uh, almost in riddle, or sorry, almost in style splitting up at this point. Because yeah, they've as we've talked about before, they've done a great job, uh, you know, kind of sending almost along slowly and kind of getting it, you know, slowly going, protecting him, building him up, and like kind of just taking their time. And then suddenly it's like, oh, we gotta like, I, they they get in their own way sometimes. It's like no, just like be patient, draw it out, and then so if you if you play your cards right, you've got this pretty much ready made guy uh, that could be a you know a pretty big star for you. Just just don't rush it. So thankfully, uh, common sense and logic won the day there. So that is good. They did not split up. Will happen at some point? Yes. Just like RK Bro, all tag teams uh, by and large come to an end. So, uh, but it's definitely not the right time now. But one team that did break up, well, I seem pretty clearly tonight, uh, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor joined the list of teams on the scrap <laughs> who team. were just drafted together. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Oh. But you know why they did this, oh, right? Oh, of course, John. Okay. Of course. Okay. Crown Jewel is is Mansoor's time to shine. I say that not out of spite, not out of, you know, sarcasm. Even, like, it, it's fact at this point. The guy, like, he's, he, they put him on the show. He wins. It's a great hometown moment. Cool. And then the, the, I, this time, there's actually going to be a story involved. So that's good. We're making progress. He's actually a member of the roster now. In the past, he hasn't been. So he's now. He's been on Raw. People are getting to know him. He's getting a character. Now he's got a storyline. Mustafa Ali. Uh, they faced. Um, uh boy. It John, was. Uh, I, I believe it was Cedric. Oh, it was her business. There we go. Yeah, they faced her business. So her business business is booming uh, for Cedric and Shelton, but not for uh, Mustafa and, or at least definitely not for Mustafa Ali here, because you know, based on what happened, uh, he walked out Mansoor late in the show. He said, you, "You're a loser. You're worthless." You know, blah blah blah. I'm done with you. You're nothing. I can't help you. You're on your own. And then he attacked him very, very, very clearly, setting up a master crown jewel. And exactly as I was, just, as we were just saying here, Ed Zahari saying that um, Ali versus uh, Mansoor at crown jewel is going to happen. Get you, you, you know that. Like that's that's where we're going, and that's that's fine. Good for him. It makes sense. It's cool. Um, again, there and to be on a show like that, you know, again, I feel like I feel like pretty much most people that aren't ideologically or politically opposed to the Saudi Arabia stuff, will try to watch this show. Cause like you've got Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, 
you've got Edge and Seth Rollins and Helen Cell match. You've got uh, Biggie and Drew McIntyre. You've got Becky, uh, Bianca, and, and Sasha. All these good matches. Like people are going to watch this show uh, if you know maybe some of the the real world stuff you know doesn't uh, preclude them. And and so then by indirectly in a way, then having um, both guys on the show, they benefits. That's a good thing. So. Um, and I, I did saying it'll be a good match, though it will be predictable because you know that Mustafa, uh, that Mansoor is not going to Mansoor is not going to lose. Uh, not gonna lose. Um, yeah, so I mean, hey, we've been talking about this for weeks now. Like they've they've actually kind of built this up. They had a team. Did they rush it? Yes, but Crown Jewel makes sense. So uh, and and you knew they, it's not like they're going to win the Raw Tag Titles at Crown Jewel. Like that would be a little crazy. So having the singles match, it's harmless. It's fine. Again, at least it's like they're actually kind of building them up now. So that's good. Um, DJ asking if we saw the picture of Mansur uh, posing for a picture after the match. I think he was going for like that was a, that was a picture from the past. Like, oh, we were friends, and, and look what he did. Um, I think that's all there is to it. But that uh, I feel like they were very much going for the match. John, did you see the Miz? Uh, not the not the watch the show. Did you see the images of the Miz on Dancing with the Stars tonight? Yeah, the man was painted up like the genie. From the Aladdin, I happened to catch it right before Raw. He, they, he, he showed a pic, uh, video of him getting painted like that because I guess it was it was Disney night on the show, um, boy. And then <laughs> then they showed then they showed pictures. Of, some pictures started getting out uh, during the show on Raw. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's um, it's a sight to see. This man's not on Raw right now, but he's off living his best life. That's just uh, going to be his next gimmick on on. Uh... <laughs> He's on Raw, right? Yeah, he'll be on Raw. That's going to be his <laughs> the genie. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, John, you, you never even know. You never even know. Um, boy. It yeah. didn't even look like him, even remotely at all. It's so funny. Like, if you look... People the genie or the Miz? The genie. did not look like yeah, the no. Miz. People thought it was like Avatar. I was watching this video and they were painting. I'm like, what? What are they doing? Like, what? And, and then uh, finally, it kind of clicked. I was like, oh, okay. They got like the little beard thing. And I was like, all right, cool, good for him. And hopefully, he'll be back soon because I think he adds a lot to Raw. So uh, I think that'll be good. But uh, one thing we I mentioned briefly here, I think a minute, yeah, uh, earlier, earlier. So we had Austin Theory beating Jeff Hardy. Um, the weird thing is Jeff Hardy is now on the promotional banner for SmackDown, I think on Twitter. So you, they're kind of like seemingly like, oh, we're going to push Jeff Hardy. And then he loses to Austin Theory on the Smash on Raw, which makes sense. I tweeted about it. I was like, all right, I feel like they're going to have Austin Theory win. They are pretty clearly establishing him as this kind of rising star here. Um, and I think that's cool. I mean, I know Austin Theory has had some real life controversies, but on paper, you look at him as a WWE superstar. It's like, all right, he's got a great look. I liked his work in NXT. And I think if they play the cards right, he could really be a good star for them. He's a very, very like easy to hate heel. Like he's got a good swagger going, and I, I like it. He took a selfie with Jeff last week. He beat Jeff Hardy here again because of, somewhat because of that twenty four seven title non nonsense. Um, good win, obviously beating former former world champion here can't hurt. And uh, then later, so he had a little cameo backstage when he took a picture uh, while Biggie was getting ready for his match. So, John, what do you agree, what do you think it's fair in saying they are pretty clearly kind of establishing, or at least like kind of setting up Austin Theory as like a somebody to watch? You know, one of his, he was one of the very few guys that Raw drafted. Uh, yeah, of, and, you know, and I think they're doing much better than they did the last time he was on the main roster. If you remember that whole thing, they oh did yeah, with him before uh, failed experiment. Although he did kind of get himself into a little bit of trouble at that point, and they kind of uh, 
hid him, and then he went back to NXT. Now he's back, clean slate, looking good. Uh, I could see him being a challenger to Damian Priest in the near future. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he could pretty quickly rise up the ranks here. And that's Chris pointing out that Jeff did get drafted in SmackDown, so it just makes sense. Yeah, that they're going to forget everything that happened when he goes to SmackDown <laughs> in a few weeks, especially with him teasing a character change, which I do think will happen. Yeah, and exactly, it is hard pointing out that this loss could kind of slowly build up uh, that change. And then everybody, I think we talked about this last week, uh, where with that tease of a change, Willow, his, his uh, gimmick from Impact Wrestling, definitely comes to mind. Even if it's not that name, I think we're going to see something like it. Um, makes sense. Whether that's a heelish character, a more dark character, it feels like they're going to do something to kind of change Jeff Hardy, shake it up a little bit. But yeah, when, it, when people get drafted, everything from the previous show, uh, if, they, if they wanted to, everything from the previous show gets kind of thrown out. It's like, oh, that, that happened over there. Don't worry about it. Um, so if they really want to, I, I could easily see them. Even maybe the first week, they're like, "Oh, it's Jeff Hardy. Let's give him an icy title shot because he's Jeff Hardy." You know, and that's fine. Yeah. Like he, he still has that name value, and that's true. But you know, again, he's uh, had a couple losses here. He got a nice little run in the in the mid card scene here, but now he's lost to Austin Theory, and we still have uh, next week's episode before the the draft kicks in. Draft changes kick in uh, Friday the twenty second, so maybe a rematch next week to really rub that in. But um, yeah, I do like the idea of Damon Priest, Austin, Austin Theory there, uh, where you've got kind of the current breakout star of Raw, Damon Priest, versus the guy that's kind of behind him as this, uh, you know, promising star as well. And uh, I mean, if they if they reference NXT, they could tie in the wedding when Austin Theory uh, brought Damon Priest to the Index wedding. They're not going to do that, but I can I can dream, can I? Um, yeah, but I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what Austin Theory does on Raw here. I think that's definitely, uh, yeah, like, again, my best part, best part of the draft, you're bringing people from NXT, and you're actually getting new people, not just shifting people brand to brand. I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, so Raw tonight, folks. We've tried, We try to enjoy the wrestling, John. We really do. We really do. The matches are good. The it can be hard good. sometimes. It can be but hard. But it can be hard. Um <laughs> There, there, there have been more painful episodes. There have been, there have been more um, objectively like bad episodes. But this, when we have this negativity about the Queen's Crown stuff, and then you know, plenty of people were at least a little upset about uh, Kofi losing. At this point, I'm, I almost like would prefer Kofi that Kofi lost because like no, I don't really. I mean, I think Kofi versus Xavier could have been interesting, but you know, I that was fine. But yeah, I don't know, man. For overall, for me here, you know, some things were good, some things not so good. I like, I see season James giving a 6.5. I'll go for 6.5. I try not to be too, too harsh here. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually going to join you in that category as well. I think that is a very fair and appropriate rating, seeing as though uh, it was a lackluster show. Uh, the tournaments aren't proving to be as good as people thought they might be. The build hasn't been good as they thought it might be. But we do have Crown Jewel to look forward to, which is a fairly good card with some legends on it. So it kind of cancels out. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but as I said, Stephen was 6.5, Sean Acoff was a 6, Nash Chris was a 7, and DJ uh, Cassier was a 7.3. Uh, I mean, for me, it's talking about the tournaments here. The matches, the matches are great. They had, uh, for on SmackDown, one of my, like, if not a dream match, like something I really would have looked forward to on paper, Zara versus Finn Balor it was a great match. They literally neutered Finn Balor Extreme Rules and they've booked Zaro so badly in recent months. It's like, 
Oh god, you forgot about him. That's why. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, oh man, like it's a great match, but like they could, could it should have been even better. So it's definitely something, uh, something to that. Same thing with Ricochet and Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods is a little different, but Ricochet literally hasn't been on the show in weeks. Now he shows up. It's like love the guy, but he's not going to win. Like they're not going to give him that shot. He had to quote about his career launching into the stratosphere. I'm like, I want to say that happened, man, but this is it's not going to happen right now. Um, so that's and on that note here, Francis Fernando saying WWE, lo- WWE loves to make Raw make the viewers oh, scratch scratch their heads. We've got we've got official breaking news as of two minutes ago. It's official for Crown Jewel. Ali and Mansoor will have a match, so it is official. There it is. Good, <laughs> good, good for him. I think both guys deserve to be on the card. I'd rather like be on, like, put on the card rather than just like build up the storyline and, and not do anything with it. So. Cool, good. You know, predictable. Yes, could could see it a mile away. Yes, but sometimes the the most obvious path is the best one. So, as I was saying with, uh, with Nando there, saying that Raw may, likes to make the viewers scratch their heads. Uh, at least something like that. It's like no no head, no head scratching there. It's like it makes sense. And that's Chris joking. Shocker. Yeah, like cool man. Like that's all right. You know, that, I could see that being on the kickoff show. Harmless. It'd be a good match. It's fine. Uh, do, uh, likewise, not only giving the show a 6.2 ducks, uh, Kevin Taylor with a 7 as well there, and Laura August 7.4. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, Crunchy to look forward to next week. We've got hopefully a better episode of Raw next Monday. John, you and I will be back here Tuesday to talk about WWE NXT 2.0, the weird creature that it is. Uh, uh, has commented that index makes me happy, and they do. So, hopefully, we'll get some more index stuff this week that I can cleanse the palate with from, from some of the lesser good things overall here. Um, and also a, a supersized episode of SmackDown this week, definitely. Uh, something to look, look out for there. Two and a half hours of SmackDown going head to head a little bit with Rampage. Ooh, scandalous. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Definitely will be a fun show there. Um, so good stuff, you know, even on a night when uh, they make things kind of hard to be positive about. It's good matches. It could be worse. We got Crown Jewel to look forward to. Um, so, as, and it's just also, as I mentioned, we've got the NXT, NXT post show. We've got the, the the SmackDown post show on Friday. John Neal will be back here on Monday. All these things and more. Interviews. I have recently interviewed the Soldiers of Savagery. I'll be interviewing Hornswoggle tomorrow. Definitely look forward to that one. Uh, so, all these things and more will be available coming up soon, other than what what's already is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So, no matter what, no matter what. And we thank you for not giving us a 10 for a great show. We really appreciate you now. And all of your support. We always appreciate you guys for tuning in, giving your comments, uh, spending your time with us, and just you know sharing your thoughts. It's, it makes it a very fun and interactive experience, and hopefully you all enjoy it as well. Because And the, and do, in doing so, John, in doing so, and talking with the viewers here, we try to do the one thing. We try. We're even, on the, even on rough nights, we try to do the one thing above all others here that we do at wrestling. Tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.